Hello, Relentless family. It is another Thursday, another day we get to be unapologetically relentless. And I'm so glad to be able to walk this journey with you guys. You know me as your host, Kenyatta, and I am the counselor and founder of Relentless Counseling. And we are ready to continue this journey, walk in our purpose, answer our calling, live relentlessly to our best life, to our best self, and love ourselves unconditionally. And today, we are just still on a high from our relationship series. And I'm so excited we were able to do that in this in this season of our our journey together on this on this podcast and we're so grateful for our guests that we had our first guests for season 2 between Charles and then our couples and I want to start off one apologizing for our couples episode we did have a technical glitch that we did not know about until after we sent it out live so I do apologize that there was a skip in the conversation where you missed their introductions. So I want to take the time now to make sure you knew and know who the couples were, how long they've been married, things of that nature, because that was the part that you missed in um, in the last episode. Again, I apologize, but we had three couples um, on our last on last week episode, and one couple was Skylar and Jennifer. They have been married for two years. They got married, was, you know, got engaged. They had a they had a wedding plan, but COVID happened. And so they didn't get um, married exactly exactly or had the wedding ceremony exactly when they got married. So they had to do it again. So it is amazing that they were able to do that, got through that stressful time, and they're two years in. So we are happy. We're glad they were able to take the time out of their busy schedule to come join and talk about their their journey in marriage. Um, The next couple we had on there was Angelica and Ben. They were the youngest couple on our show. They've been married for six months. It was so exciting. And the maturity that they showed in their walk in faith in God was such a power. It's a powerful thing to witness. So they're um, an amazing, amazing couple. So that was them. And then our last couple that was there last, um, last week was... Victoria and Jonathan, they also have been married for two years and they had planned their wedding three times. I know this is what they talked about um, in the introduction that you guys missed, but they had planned their wedding three times, but because of COVID kept going, you know, with the restrictions, taking it off, putting it on, they was having a destination wedding that got canceled, but they ended up still, they didn't founder in it. They got married and they're at their two years. So I want to thank each couple that came out and talked to us and was vulnerable with us about their relationship, how they connect and their connection with God along with their marriage. We love you guys. Thank you so much for an amazing, amazing show. And we cannot go without thanking Charles for coming and talking about the single life in our relationship series. He was amazing. Guys, I don't know about you guys, but I am still on a high from both of those episodes. It was so exciting to have. I learned a lot. I know you guys did as well. And I don't know about you guys, but I've listened to it twice and got something out of it different each time I listen to. So if you haven't heard the, the series yet, please go back and listen to the series of relationships. We did one about single life and then we went on married life. So go back and listen to it, share that with your friends. But this week we are talking about relentless nurture. How do we nurture ourselves? How do we nurture the good and the, our best self in the mix when we're in a season of challenges and a season of pain and chaos 
or even when we're in unhealthy relationships, you know, we just talked about relationships, but what happens, how do we nurture the good or nurture the, nurture the best of ourselves to get to that healthy relationship that we want, whether that's with ourselves or with someone else. So that is what we are talking about today. So get ready. I hope you got your pen and paper. We're going to really get down and vulnerable with this topic and, you know, really learn how to nurture the good in us through every aspect of our life and every situation and every pain. Because even though we have pain, we don't have to focus on that pain. We don't have to settle and get stuck in it. So when we nurture that pain, it keeps us stuck. But when we nurture health, good health, healthy relationship, boundaries, love, respect for ourselves and others that is when we nurture and we get the best out of and we get unstuck and I don't know about you and your story and your season or any season in your life if you've ever been stuck in nurturing the the negative in your life and I know I have and it is not a fun feeling when we keep nurturing something that's not going anywhere and then when we keep nurturing it it also it has a domino effect where it affects us mentally, spiritually, physically, socially, financially. It just affects so many areas in our life, how we communicate with others, how we communicate with people that we don't even know yet, how much, how many walls we put up or barriers we put in the way because we're nurturing this pain instead of just being able to let it go and let it free. And the best example of nurturing when you think of nurturing is is plants or we're planting a seed or, or just nature in itself, right? And, you know, I was talking to a close friend of mine and we were talking about, you know, she was talking about her plants and how she is torn between, okay, which, you know, focusing on, all right, focusing on the healthy part of her plant or letting go of the, you know, letting go of the, you know, the dying leaves that are happening there, you know, some parts of our plant that dies. And she's like, okay, do I save the whole tree? What do I focus on? Do I save the whole plant or do I just go ahead and let go of some of these leaves with me? make my plant look wopsided for a minute but maybe my plant or her plant which is my friend her plant can heal faster and stronger by letting go of the the ones that are dying and that's the same way with nurturing when we look at it from this from this plant is that what are you nurturing you are the plant everything about you is the plant you are the stem of the plant you are the root And from your root of you, which is, you know, you're the purpose and you're calling and you're walking in that purpose and things are growing out. But is everything on your on your life tree, your life plant? Is everything on you living? Is everything on you healthy that's growing out? That's the that's the extension of you. Relationships. Are your relationship healthy? Are you producing fruit that is healthy and, and, and wonderful and, and ripe or money-wise financially, are you producing the right type of money for you? Are you living a stable life? Are you having, you know, are you extension of you? Is your friends healthy? Are you having good stable friendships where they're pouring into you and you're pouring into them as well, vice versa? Are you appreciated? That is part of our life tree. That's part of our life plant. And if we're noticing that, you know, you know, in my relationship area or in a relationship with God, you know what, this part of my, my plant is dying or this part of my plant is not as fully green. It has some yellow in it. It has some brown. It's, it's rotting. 
And we get so scared about that rotting part of that plant that we start focusing just on that part of our plant, that part of that extension of us, and we get stuck there. So you're like, okay, well, how do I fix it? I need to fix it. But it's continuing to rot. It's continuing to think, but we're trying to nurture it. Like, okay, well, maybe if I just give it a little more water or maybe if I hug it a little more or if I talk to it a little more or maybe if I change this about me, this will change. I know y'all get where I'm going, especially when it's when that rotting part is about other people connected to you. It can be hard to just be able to stop nurturing it to go and nurture the root of who you are of your plant or making sure you're nurturing the other sides because when we leave that dead leaf or these dead rotting parts of ourselves on there, it starts to seep into our roots a little bit. And then it starts feeding and spreading on the healthy part of ourselves, the healthy aspects of ourselves. And then before we know it, this one leaf or extension of ourselves starts is dying. But now we have two or three more that are dying in really why is this, you know, what was really, really good in this area or this is, you know, I forgot to water this because I was focused on this one dying leaf when maybe all we have to do to help heal the tree or heal the plant and help the plant grow, grow more fulfilling is cut off the dead leaves, cut off the source right there. I no longer need that leaf. And one thing about when we are able to cut off the dead plant or the dead leaf that's on our, you know, our dead extension. Y'all, I'm messing up my own, my own metaphor here. But when we're able to cut off that extension of ourselves that's no longer growing or no longer, you know, thriving, and we have to cut it off because it's dying, it doesn't mean that that spot is empty forever. That's what I love about, you know, when we think about planting and think about yard work, something else grows in that space. Just like in our life, something else grows in that space, something else can extend from that space where it was once dead, but now it's living. And now that we've gotten rid of that that virus or the that slowly deteriorating extension of ourselves, something else is able to grow there even stronger and brighter. And not just stronger and brighter just for that one extension of ourselves, but it also, also floods into the other aspects of ourselves as well. And it helps those those sides of our extension, that side of ourselves, grow even stronger, even better. And then that's us really reaching our best self. Knowing that just because you have to cut that off doesn't mean that that part of you or that piece of you is dead forever. It just means they need a space where something else can grow, something else can manifest in that spot. And it may not look the exact same way as that other extension look that you had to cut off. It may look better. It may look different. It may bring another aspect to your life that you thought that you never could have or never even thought about. And it's a beautiful journey. It's a beautiful thing to be on because when you really think about it is when I learn how to cut things off and nurture and nurture and focus on the other side of me or the other extensions of me are, are really nurture the roots and cut that part off that's no longer working or, or is dying, I'm really doing a favor and a service and a good and a good thing of cutting it off. Not just for myself, but even for the other people that that extension is leading to. Or maybe that extension is other people. It's like, say for instance, you're in a relationship and you know, we just talked about relationships. We talked about married life. We talked about how the challenge, what challenges go on there. We talked about single life and the challenges that go on there. We talk about situationships. 
And sometimes, even though it may be hard because you love that person and you care about that person, you might be doing them a favor by being able to cut off what's dead. It don't mean that they're dead or they're a bad person. It just means like, hey, our connection right now is hurting not just me, but it's hurting both of us. And so because I love you, I have to be able to let you free. I have to be able to let you go and not keep nurturing something that is no longer working for the both of us. Because if you keep nurturing something that's dead and you keep pouring into that, then what is going to grow there is more dead weeds, more dead areas that you have to deal with. And that's continuing to cause chaos and strain on the healthy sides of you and of your life. So sometimes we have to cut it off, not for our, not for just us, but maybe for someone else's good. And we cut it off for our own good too. And just because it's dying does not mean it's a bad thing. Sometimes it has to it has to break off for you to be free. Think about a butterfly. You know, a butterfly has to be a caterpillar for, caterpillar first before it becomes a butterfly, and it has to go through a cocoon. So it has to go through a phase that is like, hmm, all right, I'm comfortable in this. Caterpillars are are beautiful in my opinion. I like them too. They have this fuzzy thing about them. As little kids, you know, you have them crawl all over your hands and everything. But then you get this beautiful, majestic butterfly. But it had to grow out of something. Something had to die off for that butterfly to grow, for that butterfly to be majestic. It doesn't mean that the caterpillar was ugly or unwanted. It's just for it to go to that next level. The dead side of it had to leave and it had to start nurturing the new self. It had to start nurturing the purpose and the calling and the obedience that is, is working within its life. And that's the same way that we have to do for ourselves. We have a calling that is calling out to us that we have to reach. We have a purpose that we have to walk in a journey that we're on. And sometimes everybody or everything cannot go on that journey with you. It can't grow with you. And sometimes it naturally dies because it has to. But if we keep nurturing it or what's no longer needing to be there, then we stay stuck and we can't move forward into the next part of our journey or into the next chapter of our life. And we never know if we can even get to our best self because we're staying stuck in a, in a version of ourselves that's no longer our best. Hey, Relentless family, this is Kenyatta, you know, the counselor and founder of Relentless Counseling, and we are getting into the summer months where things are heating up, we're taking vacations, we're reflecting, we're getting at peace, we're we're trying to balance the chaos in our life, and what better way than this summer to get into therapy, where you can really reflect, really heal, and really get a hold of that chaotic life that's been going on day after day. Healing and therapy is a beautiful experience. It is not bad. It does not have to be scary. Trust yourself and come and join Relentless Counseling. We are available to be able to help you find your way, get on a, on your journey of healing, getting to your best self and learning how to love yourself. This is what it's all about in therapy and getting to your best self. So join us. Come to our website, www.relentlesscounseling.com. Set up your first appointment and we can tell you all about what we have to offer. And I guarantee you, it'll be one of the best journeys you've ever been on. So don't wait no further. We are here waiting on you. So your, the website again is www.relentlesscounseling.com. Q.
can't wait to see you. You know, when we think about nurturing, when we think about how we nurture ourselves and nurture the good in us, or when we nurture in the bad, what does that look like? How do we nurture? How do we cut off the ugly parts or the dead parts or the dying parts and nurture the good? What does that nurture look like? And what I believe it looks like, I can't, we can't go around it, is it looks like love. It is the action and putting forth in the obedience of what love does do for us. And it talks about it throughout the Bible about nurturing how God nurtures us. And you know, you know me by now, if you listen to this long enough, you know that there's always going to be a spiritual component to the things that we talk about here in our relentless journey, because it's such a huge foundation in, in how we walk and how we move and how we perceive things. Our spiritual, our spiritual lenses really guide that and what we're nurturing that is what our spiritual lenses does because when we're nurturing, we're also manifesting. We're also speaking into things or putting the pouring into ourselves what we what may not already be there, but we are hoping for it to be. It's nurturing is kind of a walk of faith. It's your action of your faith. And in the Bible, it talks about how God nurtures us so many times in so many ways. And every time God talks about nurturing, I find, you know, in my research, when we looking it up and looking up these different scriptures is that everything goes back to love. Love is nurturing. Love is our nurturing nature and that God gives us and shows us through his love and his nurturing us. Even when we do wrong, he shows it through his mercy. He shows it through his grace, his favor over our lives and our blessings. When we know we don't deserve it, we're not worthy of it. But he calls us worthy of it because of how he nurtures us. He's not nurturing like, okay, you sin today. I'm going to focus on that sin. He's like, no, I'm going to focus on the goodness and the calling that I have on you, what I know that you're capable of and what I've already put inside of you. I'm focusing on that and I'm going to nurture that because that love is going to outweigh all that bad and that negativity that that sin is causing and bringing in your life. And his forgiveness, his passion, his love, that's him nurturing us. And so I want to bring up a few scriptures for you of how God nurtures us and how I want you to notice the pattern of how many times love is being used in these scriptures. So the first one is 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. And it says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. So he's saying, don't focus on the sin Focus on loving one another. Focus on the good. Nurture that. Pour into that. And that is going to make sure that that covers and that overrides all the sins. That's overriding the dead side of you or the dead dead part of people. Loving people through their pain. Loving people in, in their hard times. Not just them, but yourself as well. And that's where nurture comes with empathy with giving yourself permission to feel what you feel and instead and pause in that moment to be able to go through it and not focus and beat yourself up or feel shame or guilt or fear by not showing love and not nurturing because when we nurture that fear it takes it spirals us down it spirals us out and so many things can have a domino effect and impact us with that where we get stuck we feel pain we feel fear and then we start to spread that instead of the love. But what first Peter chapter four, verse eight is saying is love one another earnestly, show empathy, 
Don't judge people for their sins, but see the person for who they are and their character. Another scripture comes from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 through 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. What I hear out of that is let's not be so critical and, so, and beat someone up over, you know, what they do wrong and, you know, and neglect, you know, and have the habit to be like beating someone else up because they did made a mistake, but be more encouraging that, you know what, you're going to get it next time. You're going to be able to breathe and doing that through love. And we're stirring that up. So that is focusing and nurturing and pouring into the good versus what's already dying, what's already done, what's already has dead, cutting that part off. But, all right, let's start from scratch. Let's move forward or move, move to a different thing. Or this already happened yesterday. Now it's a new day. Those type things is what I believe Hebrews is talking about when we should. And again, we see again in another scripture that love is brought up. Nurturing is love. Love is nurturing. So if we spread love, share love, not just with other people, but with ourselves, we're nurturing the good side and letting go of the things that are hindering us and keeping us stuck. Another scripture is Ephesians chapter two, verses four. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. God shows his love and his nurture. He nurtures us because he shows us mercy. He's nurturing the good side of us versus hampering on the side that really should have took us out or that this could have wiped us out and we should be, you know, full of sin and be in hell right now because, hey, we're not deserving or worthy. But his mercy and his nurture allows us to be worthy and allows us to be able to experience and identify and define the love that he has for us. This is him showing it. This is him showing, hey, this is how much I love you. This is why I love you. And it's a... I can I can talk all day every day about God and his love for us because it's such a powerful and strong type of love and how he nurtures and you know no matter what walk you're with for Christians we're trying to be Christ-like and Jesus showed that he loved us he died on the cross for us if you're Muslim or you know you believe in higher power and you believe in God not necessarily Jesus but still that love is still there wherever wherever walk you're on in your spiritual journey that love is there and knowing that you're being nurtured spiritually as well above you beyond you and that example of that helps you learn how to nurture your life learn how to nurture the different aspects and extensions of you and not being able to have to stay stuck and be you know and be in fear all the time of having to nurture pain when that's not meant for us and what we weren't designed to nurture that we were designed to be loved and to show love And I want to read one more scripture, and that's from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and this is 1 through 13, so this may be a little long, but, um, well, I won't read all of all of it from 1 to 13, but this comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse starting at verse 1. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have a prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. 
If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. And of course, please, in your own time, read that full, the full scripture. But I think this is a powerful way as we learn how to identify and talk about nurture when it comes to love. Because like I said, in the Bible and all these verses that we've, you know, that I've shared with you, it stems around one thing love nurture is love and when you really think about it when we nurture pain and and you know the chaos and we keep staying stuck in things that no longer serving us are as dead what are we doing if love is not arrogant or rude but we find ourselves being arrogant and rude when we're when we feel stuck we find ourselves being impatient we find ourselves trying to find get our own way and have our have control over everything even of other people when we're stuck and also we become irritable and resentful and that's not love so that's not the right way to that's not what we need to nurture we need to love and nurture the healthy side of us to get to our best self and let go of that resentfulness that wanting to be in control that arrogant and that rudeness wanting to be able to be in you know being envious and being boast because that what keeps us stuck and when we're stuck it's it's just an undeniable uncomfortable feeling and we don't like it and we don't know how to get out of it because we're stuck and then the more we we try to continue to push forward or, or focus on it, we get even more we even get more stuck. And now this we get tighter in in that ball or that bubble that we're in, and we're so uncomfortable. And then fear starts to really set in, and that's going away of our our natural love that we have for ourselves and the love that our higher power has for us. And we don't want to go away from that. We want to lean into it. So leaning into our pain and leaning into that uncomfortableness also helps us break away from that. And I'm like, you know what? This is dying. And it's also killing other areas of me. I can't nurture this anymore. I can't focus on this anymore. I have to redefine it by cutting it off. I redefine my focus by putting that nurture and love in my strength. Not in my and not in where my mistakes were or where I went wrong and staying in that doubt and that shameful space. I want to be able to move forward from that. And this is what these scriptures, you know, kind of show us of how God nurtures us. And I'm not going to go over each scripture, but we see it in First John, we see it in Ephesians, First Corinthians, Romans, Malachi. Um, we see it in, you know, like we read before, First Peter, Hebrews, Colossians. We talked about um, Ephesians. We see it in Galatians, 2 Corinthians, as well as 1 Corinthians. There's so many different places in the Bible. Luke, Matthew, Song of Solomon, Proverbs, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Exodus, and even back at the beginning of Genesis, it talks about how God nurtures. And in all this, and all these, if you look at all these scriptures and read the Bible and really study it, you really show that how much love intertwines with everything that God does for us, wants us to work through, and then how it is all entwined in our lives, connect collectively and individually, even in nature, love is there. And so when we focus on the love, it's easier to cut off those dead parts of our of our plant of our tree it's easier to be like you know what I can't save this it's not meant for me to save I need to cut it off to be able to continue to grow healthy because if I don't it might kill my whole tree and you know when my friends plant she can buy another plant but if we're the tree and we're the plant and we kill all of it off and it all dies 
We can't buy another you. I can't buy another me. There is no other you out here in this entire universe. There is no other me in this universe. You are uniquely and wonderfully made. And we have to be able to protect ourselves and nurture the best of ourselves to get to our best self. And that is through loving ourselves unconditionally. And that is being alignment to who we are. Oh, Relentless Family, I just so much, I love Thursdays. I love our time together where we get to have little moments. We have a space, safe space for us to be able to get relentless and talk about these topics and how do we stay aligned with who we are in our purpose and being able to love ourselves unconditionally. And when we're able to nurture the healthy things that are going right in our life and letting go of the negative, letting go of the bad, letting go of our screw ups, And letting go like, hey, we don't have it together. What if you're not supposed to have it together? Nobody has it together. We got to be able to move forward and nurture the good of what we do have together and continue to grow and learn and stretch and challenge ourselves in our being uncomfortable, in our walking, doing something new, in our relationships and and connections with other people being able to push ourselves to our limits because nothing is impossible for God. And if God is living in us, then nothing is impossible for us that we can reach our highest dream. We can reach, we can reach other people. We can change the world, heal. We can do all these things, but we have to be able to nurture the right parts of ourselves and cut off the things that are dying so that way it won't kill us completely and not have that domino effect. So we need to have a relentless nurturing nature of how we love ourselves. And this is what I think for me, what I got out of it today is learning how to love myself differently and nurturing and being okay to let go of things that are no longer serving me, that are no longer growing in my life and no longer helping the other extensions of ourselves. We got to get to our best self and it's a growing process. We're always reaching our best self. We never really get there because we, we grow and we die daily. And so we want to continue to nurture that. So I love our Thursdays. Thank you for joining again one more Thursday as we continue this journey together. Remember to share with your family, with your friends, with your strangers, with your coworkers. Let's show the world how relentless we can be and we can change the world one day at a time by just nurturing ourselves, loving ourselves, and how we extend that to other people in the world around us. So we're making we're making progress and we're making a mark on this world and I'm excited to be able to do it right along with you. So have a great rest of your week and until next time we will we will say bye for now. Thank you for joining Relentless Thursdays. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us your feedback and remember to subscribe to this podcast to never miss a moment in our relentless behavior to our best self. We can't wait till next week and all the weeks to come with our relentless behavior on Relentless Thursdays podcast. Talk to you soon.